Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hi, this is comedian and depressed alcoholic James Nokise, and you're listening to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower, a podcast about headspace and happiness. From my safe place, the shower with fried chicken. This episode, I'm talking to Silver Fern and captain of the Central Pulse, Katrina Rore. We'll talk about the pressures of being a captain. I ended up crying on national television because a reporter asked me, does your team have any pride in the black dress? And now I can never cry on TV again. The pressures of the big game. In Mm warm-up, before I last year a lot, always go to the toilet. Look, I think everyone finds a way to have toilet time. Yeah, good old toilet time. And the pressures of showing up to a podcast hungover because you've been out celebrating winning the ANZ Premiership. How good is chicken though? And especially when it's fried. Yeah. I feel better already. Some of this will get a bit real. The language, the subjects. So make sure you're in a safe space with your comfort food. And join us. Eating fried chicken in the shower. Katrina, uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Uh, and you have just won mm. the ANZ Premiership. And as any Pulse fan will know, that has been a long journey because the Pulse weren't great, uh, couldn't win a game uh, for quite some time. And then you got there and then they won a game. One or two. Yeah. One or two games. But it's, it's, and, uh, you know, it's just slowly and surely they've been building up, but they've been from can't win a game so now the champions in 2019. How the fuck did that happen? I know. It's like total brilliance. It's um, taken, uh, well, I think I've been here nine or ten years. Right. And that's a long time to really struggle and go through and um, ups and downs and teammates come and go and come and go and yeah. stick around and stick around. But heck, um, this last three years we've been building. It's our yeah. third time lucky in the final. Yeah. And um, it's just good to get that pressure off, that relief done Take that box. What What is it like, like in those moments when you win, but not just that you win, but like you said, you've been to the finals three times mm. in a row now. In a row, yeah, yeah, three times in a row. And then to finally get that win, uh, is it is it like do you, does your body untense or it's like oh. what happens? The emotion you could tell last night, like there's photos, and I'm hugging one of the girls, and I look like I'm actually squeezing her head off like honestly it's like around her neck and just like you can tell the emotion is like relief and um just absolute joy and like finally yeah. and just the pressure i feel like you can just see it just go <laughs> like it just rise and it's it's off my shoulders now it's an it's when the 24-hour period mm-hmm. of the win mm-hmm. have you had time yet is pride in there yet? Like, oh. are you are you in the moment? Are you appreciating it, or is oh, it still kind of like what just happened? Um, probably a bit of both, but definite um, appreciation. And it's a, like I've I've said it. I've had a few interviews and whatnot through the season, and it's it's interesting. This team deserves to win. 
Yeah, right. I know, uh, like, you can... People can deserve things and not get it, but this team deserved it. They did it. Our culture is unreal, something that um, I've never really experienced in a team before. This mm. culture is... Yeah, I don't know. When you have a good culture and mm. everything kind of... Is one. So we're sponsored by the Tawanango Rokawa in Otake. Yeah. And there's a guy there called Tippy who gifted us a haka that he um, made for us and wrote for us. Mm. And he told us this morning that when we performed that haka for him, which was really hard for a few of us because, mm-hmm. like, Māori is not something I've grown up with a lot mm-hmm. um, in that culture. And he said that when we performed that for him, must have been maybe eight weeks ago, mm-hmm. he's like, right then and there, I knew you were going to win. Yeah, so that's pretty cool, hey. That's real cool. Yeah, it's real cool. That's some that's some Maori Jedi. Yes, it going is on. indeed. I was like, everyone's going to get onto that. When you perform, because you performed the haka last night after mm. the, after you won, you performed the haka. Yes. Uh, what does it mean to you to be gifted that all those weeks ago? Yeah. And then be performing it that night, like last night after the win. Yeah, it was awesome. Like we um, practice that haka and do that haka every game day morning. Right. Just to get ourselves in in our zone and mm. with each other and about each other and um, just our it's our unity, it's how we click, it's how we come together. That's really interesting because I think for our international listeners, one of the things they know about New Zealand always is the haka. Mm. Yeah, you know, true, right? yeah. I like and so to be able to hear from you about what the haka does mentally for mm. the team in terms of unification. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's I'm, I suppose heaps of other cultures have other things that unify them, mm. but for us, this is what we've had, and we've we've got a, um, a great group of young ones who have grown up uh, like Te Reo is their first language, and yeah, this wow. is their culture, and they've and I know they helped us embrace it, yeah. and really want to do it and stuff. So it's it's been an amazing season and a lot of learnings off the court with these kind of things as well as on the court. So I feel like you know when you've got things right. And both sides, on court, off the court, and you can bring them together, that's only positive, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I just want to do a shout out to anyone watching this going, I want to write this movie. I'm very good at, <laughs> at, at comedic writing for when you need to write the script of this. Because it, it's, it's, does it feel like a script? Oh, does yeah. it feel like the fulfillment of a script? A hundred percent. Like it's, it's really interesting. Um, one of my best mates who I met in my first ever pulse training. Yeah. So we became like best mates within the space of 45 minutes, mm. which is weird. And so we played together for a while and she's been retired for a few years now. Mm. And she wrote me a letter and some of the stuff of what we've been through together and what I've been through in my netball career. And actually reading it, you're like, man, there's some shit that goes on. Eh? Like yeah, right. really just a bit of a... Mind, yeah, mix. <laughs> when we say culture, is it about the community? Is it about how you guys all interact with each other? Yeah, I feel like how we interact and how um, we interact with each other and how we um, are perceived by others and when they look in um, and how we can manage that. And yeah, it's yeah, and it's what you feel, right? It's yeah. what you feel with each other. And does that help in managing the shit? Yes, when oh. when, the, when that comes. When you've got a good culture, managing the shit is oh so much easier. <laughs> so, so, so much easier. Because I think what's amazing to me is that you've been with the Pulse for nine, ten years. Yeah, nine, so it must be nine years. So nine I came years. in 2010, it's 2019. We yeah. do some simple math. Nine uh, look, years. <laughs> yeah. You're an athlete, I work in the arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are against us. We're all good. <laughs> but it's like, that's actually rarer these days, mm. isn't it? For professional athletes to stay with a team. 
yeah. for, that, for that long. Yeah, which I'm really proud of, proud of to be honest. Um, I When I moved to Wellington, I absolutely loved it. As yeah. you'd know, Wellington yeah. is oh, a absolutely. great city. Yeah. And, you know, people move for the money or because they want to win a championship or, you know what I mean, just to change things up. Mm. Um, but you know what? The grass isn't always greener. Yeah, right. Um, and I, I've always loved to be loyal. Um, mm-hmm. My whole life, that's kind of what I've wanted to be and what I really... People I look up to are loyal and, you know, it's just one of my... Mm. Um, what are those words that you go by? A little bit hungover, so I need uh, to no, like, that's remember. Okay. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, uh, one of those. What was I going to say? Mantras. Mantras. Mm, yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah, that's what I want to be known for, and yeah. so yeah, done that. Um, speaking of loyalty, we should be loyal to the culpepper of the show and eat some chicken. I'm pretty excited about some chicken. Katrina Rory, what chicken are we eating here? Well, it's a kind of like it's chicken in a taco, but it's legit. Like, it's honestly so legit. I have no idea where these chicken tacos come from, but it's Wellington, so I rationally trust yeah, it. Yeah, so Flying Bread Brothers, appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, chicken gods. How good is chicken, though? And especially <sighs> when it's fried. Yeah. Like. See, that's, that's just making me more proud that mm. you're the captain of the Wellington Pulse. Just those kind of statements. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm. That's healing chicken. Mm. I feel better already. <laughs> Surely people watching this must get really hungry. I think so. Mm. I like to think we're helping chicken sales <laughs> yeah. around the world. I appreciate you. <laughs> Is it... Um, I remember, you know, we watched some games and Pulse would lose in um, overtime. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. And that was, a, that was a thing. Exactly, yeah. Because they didn't know how to win. And as soon as, you know, you think you're going to win, um, you tense up, pressure gets too much. You don't know. You just don't know how. So Which how, just sounds silly, doesn't it? No, no. I think, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that, not necessarily mm. in sports, but mm. just have those, those moments before victory. Mm. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's when, even if you're, gonna, you're about to achieve something and then I mean, you get so tense. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you release that tension? Um, I think you have to, like I said, you have to have a good culture, um, a great coaching staff. So with, with mm. anything, the support team around you mm. is massive. Like you can't do it by yourself. Um, and yeah, a common goal. And I think we have a team this year with people, we've got a great um, mix of youth and experience. Mm. And I think that keeps us all grounded. And we've got mm. the young ones who are like laughing and having such a good time. And there's me like this oldie going, Actually, I want to have some fun too. Can I laugh with you? Right. But then also knowing when I'm serious and we actually need to be, that once we've had our fun, that then they realize I can have fun, but then cool, let's be serious too. And they want to be serious as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like sharing what we have, our age gap, our differences, what we bring to the team, like we let everyone express themselves. Mm. And if you can express yourself and everyone can... um, I don't know, accept that or embrace that, probably, yeah. embrace it. I think it means that um, they respect what you have and what you bring and um, try and share all that with each other. And what about, that's a great captain's answer. Thank you, the, the cliche answer. But what, No, it's, it's, it's a good answer, but what, I want to go a little deeper into the Katrina answer. Mm. What do you do for yourself in those moments? On me? Yeah, what are you, what are you doing in the, when it's getting close to the whistle? Um, to be honest, I, I want the ball. So when it's a close game, um, I know that because I'm the captain and I've been there and I've done that experience, I want the ball because I know some people might not want it. Right. So I want to take the pressure off them, put it on myself, because I'd rather fail and get 
this, the flag than have a younger person or a more experienced person maybe potentially fail and get the flag. I'd yeah, rather yeah. take it for them. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, and I and yeah, I want to step up for them. I want to help lead my side, and I want them to know that if I want the ball, then oh yeah, actually, if you want it, then it's okay if I want it too. Mm. If that makes sense of a netball relation to no, I anybody, so. I understand. Yeah. Does that come from failure yourself? Hundred percent. Yeah. Heck, I have learned everything I know from failure. Real. With I've failed a lot in my career, <laughs> like a lot. But I've also succeeded. But I failed more than I've succeeded, and it makes me who I am, and it makes me love winning now yeah. so like it means way more because I've had failure right yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I completely understand that yeah. as, as much as a stand up comic who eats chicken can yeah I know and how good is the chicken how good is the chicken date see this is a win I know I'm like yes. and the pathway to getting this show was a lot of failure to the win that is oh is that surprising get, uh, getting paid to eat chicken in a shower I feel like everything is so relatable like sport and business and comedy and chicken and mm. Mm. <laughs> god I love Wellington I'm in heaven in a shower. <laughs> See, it's a good idea. People are like, oh, eating chicken in a shower. What a weird idea. And then you eat the chicken and you're close to the shower. You're like... Why is this so good? Why does it make so much sense? I know. Can't tell if you're a genius or a bit crazy. Uh, RNZ listeners are definitely curious about mm. that. Eating fried chicken in the shower. It's not whether you win or lose. It's the quality of the chicken afterwards. I want to ask you about captainship. Mm. Because, like, you're the captain. Yes. What is the mental difference, the mental state difference between a player and a captain? Yeah, I was, I was, the other day I was, someone was like, oh, what are the perks of being captain? I was like, it's <laughs> a great question. What are the perks of being captain? I, I just, I actually couldn't figure it out. I was like, uh, maybe when you win, you get to lift the trophy. All right, right. Probably like, there we go. But, um, so I was captain of the Pulse from I think maybe 24 yeah and so I'm 32 now so it's wee while yeah right um, and I was young and man it was it was hard yeah and I had older players around me more experienced players and I had to try and not tell them what to do so I've had to learn pretty quick I had to, I had to learn pretty quick that I wasn't a talker Right. I led. I wanted to lead by example I didn't want to have to tell people what to do it's not my job that's the coach's job mm. um, I had to learn how to speak a lot slower for an interview Right. I speak way too fast, as Kiwis do. Yeah. Um, so I became the Sawfern, so the national side's captain, um, a couple of years ago as well. Mm-hmm. And we went to a Commonwealth Games, and we did terribly, like just terribly. We didn't get a medal for the first time ever. Right, okay. Um, and so if you want me going to go into this. So it was really tough, and I didn't realise what kind of stress a captain put on you when you um, have a coach that's probably not performing as much um, when your team's not performing as well as it should, and then you're there and you're stuck in the middle. You're like, I meant to have the coaches back, but I need to lead my side. Yeah. Which way do you go? Right. So you had that kind of split going on. Yeah, totally. Well, isn't like, it's just because, you know, when things aren't going well, everything just falls apart, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing seemed to work. Um, and so that was really stressful for myself and um, our vice captain, Maria. And I realised I lost a few kilos. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do everything. So on the court, as a captain, you you don't want to you don't want to lose. So you try and do everything, which means you play terribly. Because mm. if I'm trying to help my the person beside me mm. do their job, well then they can't do their job properly because mm. I'm too busy trying to help them. Mm. Which means I'm not doing my job. This is all a bit of a mind mix, really yeah. muddle, isn't it? And, and you end up getting tight again. Tighter and tighter and. 
Um, I ended up crying on national television because a reporter asked me, um, does your team have any pride in the black dress? And we know as Kiwis, yeah, yeah, yeah. when we wear the fern on our chest, that's like... Yeah, that's so like, they're questioning your identity at yeah, that totally, point. Totally, right? And imagine that. So, so as a captain, I was... I was fuming yeah, when yeah. they asked me that. And I was like, no freaking way, man. Like, hell no. So yeah. crying on national television, the face of the worst failure in Sawfern netball history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So after that time, there was a deep, deep hole of captaincy versus player. I was like, give me a player any day of the week. Yeah. Really I felt like I went really deep there, didn't I? Oh, fuck, man. You yeah. That. that was good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been through some, some shit in my time as yeah. captain. Um, and publicly too, which oh, I think is yeah. different for a lot of us. When we fail, mm. we fail. You know, we can just go cry in the shower, eat the chicken. Yes, totally. And comforting, and that no reporters about to bust in and question our sense of self worth. Yeah, exactly. Like, where, how do you? I just want to contextualize the, like the disaster. How do you alleviate that level of of, of tension and stress in your life and come back to become? You know, like mm. spoiler alert, it works out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're still a silver fern. Yeah, I had to, yeah. you just won the premiership. Yeah, totally. So I went really rock bottom to get back up. Like, I went through a terrible like terrible Commonwealth game, so massive pinnacle event for mm. our sport. Mm. Um, a new coach came in, picked me, and then dropped me. Right. Which was... Oh, man. Yeah, so after being in the ferns for 10 years, I got dropped. And so I was the captain, got dropped. Um, that's, like, a big deal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and there's not many... Players, I think there's a couple of rugby players, maybe Tane Randall and Ruben Thorne, I think, who have been captain, been dropped and come back. So it's not something that happens very often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely had to hit rock bottom and actually do a bit of soul searching going, do I even want to play this game anymore? Right. Is it for me? Do I really need this Instagram, social media, Facebook bollocks that comes at me all the oh, time? Oh, right. Um, and do, do I really need it? Do I really want it? Um um, and then I was, I'm just really lucky um, after Commonwealth Games, my husband now, um, we were in Fiji, we didn't turn our phones on for three days, just chilled out, just try to block out the outside world, just have some time. We got engaged there, which was awesome. Oh, awesome. So that was yeah. like a really good highlight. Um, and then, but then after that is when we lost the premiership last year in 2018. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> um, like got married and had a... Had a great summer, so not being the sore ferns, being dropped, had a great summer, and realised there's more to life than sport, funnily enough. Yeah. It's just, it, like, it consumes you. When something consumes you so much, if that's all you've got, you're going to crack and... But you've been playing for, so, like, you're captain at 24. Yeah. And you, uh, you're playing from teenage years mm. all the way through to now. Yeah. So, you know, there's, it's... It's not just consuming, it's it's your life to this oh, point. 100%, yeah. So And also, Pulse Captain to Ferns Captain, totally different. Yeah, yeah. Trying to learn. Um, and and you know what? Not everyone, it's not always, um, you know what it's like these days in the social media life, it's not always positive. There's always the negative oh, yeah. people. Eh? Well, yeah. you, you'd know. It's just, it's, it's crazy. So um, long story short, having a summer with my husband and friends and family and just chilling out, doing what I wanted to do, um, doing different training and just seeing life for what it is and enjoying it um, made me love Nibble again. That's great. Because then I decided not to give a shit. Not care. I just didn't care. Yeah. If I made it, I made it. If I didn't, oh well, I've still got my awesome life. Just to be cliched, playing for the love of the game. Yeah, 100%. Which is, you'd think, is what you do anyway, right? Uh, look, I think we'd all, when we 
we'd all like to look back on the start of our careers yes, and think yes. that we were as wise. I know, <laughs> I, know. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm yeah. opening this fried chicken, go for it. by the way. Get back in. You, you go. To, I will eat what's left, and you just get in. Oh, I don't know if you should say that because I'm not really sure if there's going to be any left. Hey, you're the champion, mate. You gotta, you gotta eat the chicken like a champion. I will not have New Zealand say I did not feed the MVP of the uh, Premiership final. Okay, done. <laughs> Eating fried chicken in the shower, ease into the sound of running water and the taste of fried goodness. I want to talk about being an athlete Mm -hmm. as a profession. Because I think that's something that we take for granted as a statement, but don't understand that there are business pressures Mm. to being an athlete. Mm. Professional athlete. So nipple, we're still not really professional and we don't really get paid enough. Right. To be professional. Well, we, well, we kind of do. Um, semi. But even if you don't get paid to be professional, you still have to be professional, right? Right, yeah. Right. You're 24-7. Like, for example, I walk down the street. I'm having a terrible day. Mm-hmm. I've, had a, I've had a crap training. Mm-hmm. Um, not feeling great. Something's just happened at home. A young girl walked past and be like, hi, Katrina. Mm-hmm. If I ignored her or did anything that would make her unhappy, she would remember that. Forever, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Right. So you are always on. Yeah, you're always a professional athlete. Um, I got a like last night went to went to town because we had run premiership. Of course, wanted mm. to have a couple of drinks with my team. Yeah, have some fun walking down the street. Katrina, can we have a photo? Mm. Well, you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're always on. It never switches off. Okay. Is it is it weird to like things I'm curious about? Is like. To go back to uh, Commonwealth Games mm. as a professional, yeah. and not taking away the captaincy and the athlete mm-hmm. as someone who it's your job. Yes, is there a like, is there a certain business tension like that comes into your 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 mental stress there, or are you so much being the athlete and the captain that you don't think about that stuff? I honestly, don't think about it. Yeah, that's cool. that's quite a good question. Um, no, I don't think. I, I don't know. I hadn't even thought about it. Oh god! Oh, don't let God! Don't let me put that no, in. No, that's quite. <laughs> inter- no, as in like, I'm obviously not going to dwell on that or anything. But it's such a good question. Um, we were talking to, um, just outside actually about mm. about I suppose business at your thing, but um, how putting everything into it isn't going to make you better either. So if I put absolutely everything I am and everything I do into netball and I just train 100% I do this 100% mm. um, is necessarily not going to make me a bit netballer because yeah, right. then that's all you do right yeah S- similar yeah, I don't know, yeah, like no, no. It's, it is it's, if you get too caught up in it you've got to find the downtime have to eh? have to you have to find like that time well with your wife I find time yeah. with my husband which I love finding the time for mm. and if I don't find it it's no good in any part of my life right, right. yeah 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 yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I also want to like ask about again from a business side uh, in your sporting career. Um, can you walk me through selection stress at a national level, like that that silver fern stress? Yeah, this year has been like the most stressful. I've the most stressful, but also the least stressed. I, that does not make sense. I totally got to clarify. But like, so um, being dropped from the Saw Ferns mm. means that this selection could potentially be my last ever selection process because if I didn't make World Cup, potentially probably wouldn't have come back. Right. Um, so I wanted to make it so bad. Yeah. 
Um, but I protected my mind in the fact that I thought I wasn't going to make it. So I kind yeah. of protected myself um, against what might happen if I didn't make it. So I, I was definitely stressed. Like the week or two leading up to the actual selection, I definitely wasn't myself. My husband was like, you were a pain in my ass. <laughs> but I didn't even realize because I thought I had put it to the back of my mind all season. Yeah. But coming closer to it, I was actually quite stressed about it. Um, even though I had protected myself, going, no, I wasn't. I'm not in. I haven't made it. I don't even care. Not going to worry about it. Is that nah. what you're telling other people as well? Yeah, definitely. I told everybody I wasn't in. Um, wasn't going to make it. To myself, I convinced myself I wasn't going to make it. Um, but then, close to the time, I was getting nervous about it and really stressed about it and worried about it. Going, well, if I don't make it, how am I actually going to cope with it? Right. Because it was going to be a big deal, and yeah. there was been so much media speculation like it was a it was a big deal me getting dropped like that was a a great uh, media loved it yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah of course and then and people were saying you know some people were saying you should be back some people are saying you shouldn't be back and i was like how's the media going to co- come mm. at me how's social media going to come at me do they think i don't deserve to be in there is this what the, is it what they all want yeah man there's just so much going on up there like way too much going on up there eh? so how do you defrag in those moments, how do you stay? How do you stay sane to do the job? Um, yeah, so I've had to learn really hard how to actually stop overthinking. Do you know how hard it is to stop overthinking? <laughs> but I've really had to learn. I'm so much better. I feel like all the the past rubbish that I've been through has helped me learn how to not overthink so much. This is a really hard way of explaining it, but it's somehow the experiences you go through make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Your mind becomes stronger. Um, you deal with things better. But heck, I have some bad days, and I feel sorry for my husband. He sees it. He sees it all: the good, the bad, mm. the ugly. And there are definitely days when I'm like, I'll be sitting around at home, and I'll just cry, and I have no idea why. And I'll be like, obviously something's not quite right. Am I stressed about selection? Am I tired from training? Mm-hmm. Am I worried if we're not going to win a premiership? Am I, is netball what I want to do? Am I done? Am I not? Do I want a family? Am I worried about money once I stop netball? What job do I get? I've never had a job. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what do you all do? But then, so I've just learned how to somehow not overthink it and just roll with it. But it's taken me a while. Is that what you're doing now? Like, do, totally. those, do those questions, because those questions don't necessarily... They never get answered, right? Yeah. Nah. And, nah. Until, you, until you are answering them. Yes. But up until then. Yeah. Does it, and is it draining? Oh, totally, totally. Especially like you'd get to an end of a season. Like normally if we didn't go into World Cup, which we're about to, so you don't stop, you just keep going. Mm. Once you stop, you sleep for a week, you get sick, mm. you just eat crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But then also I realized as well, you were, I've, I don't know if this is, sports people um, I feel like a lot more people have come out with depression and whatnot mm. and started talking about mental health because they realised so um, quickly stepping back my sister she's had two kids mm. her first child was quite sick mm-hmm. um, so she had a second child she was worried he was going to get sick she built up and she um, once she had a second child so um, post like OCD bacterial OCD oh wow like bad yeah, like yeah. she thought if she ate something um, yeah. that someone else had cooked. She could die. Oh, like it was, it was really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. And so her, with her diagnosis and stuff, she obviously went to a um, psych and all that kind of stuff. And they said to her, well, we won't give you medication as long as you exercise every day. 
Wow. Yeah. So that was obviously the what you the medication you build up in your mind and in your body with exercise helps you get over those things. Yeah. So as a sports person, we're lucky we're already medicating ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Saying that, and then as soon as you stop, sports people stop. Mm. You got no exercise. You start eating terribly. Mm. There's nothing that's helping you, and hence why I feel like you can go in a downward spiral. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like a, I feel like I've got really deep real quick. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. I just feel, yeah. So because I definitely know if I have a break, it's really, you get really down and it's really hard to get going. But once you get going again, you're like, oh, thank goodness I've got going. Yeah. So when you, when you identify that, like, and you roll with it, is, is that just keeping, finding a way to stabilize your life? Yeah. Or is it more an acceptance of the peaks and troughs and going and not being surprised? Acceptance and get it off your chest. You have to speak to people. You have to talk about it. You have to get rid of it. Um, otherwise, it just sits there. So we've got, I've had many teammates who um, overthink things and just get mm. in this big ball of just yeah. stress. Um, and as, you, as soon as you take them out for coffee, have a yarn, and they talk about it, even even have a cry about it. Mm. Crying makes things really good sometimes. Um, you can just see them just like let go of it, and you're like, yeah, good. Hence why we most sports teams now have um, sports likes. Right. Yeah, because you just need someone to talk to, someone to get it off your chest, and then you're good to go. Which is so strange to me because not that they have them, yeah. but we've still got this stigma oh, silly. about talking about it. But like you say, you guys have got sports side. And I think they are great. Like, because you know it's confidential. You know you can tell them, especially if it's about your coach, about another player, about selection, about what you think might happen. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's safe. And is that important, having that, like you say, loyalty is a big thing to you? Is that having that, that safety of being able to talk to someone and knowing it's confidential? Absolutely. It, like, without a doubt. I'm going to have one bite from this. That's good. <laughs> I can't watch. I can't. It's so good. It's yours. That yeah. one's definitely yours. I haven't got cooties, man. <laughs> <laughs> Eating fried chicken in the shower. Is it okay to cry? Absolutely. What's really lovely is that you seem in a very balanced place now. Mm, like even even with your achievements, like you're very you're you know, there's a it's sort of a very balanced way you bring into it. When you're going to like the World Cup, first of all, I want to ask, what is it like having people write opinions about what's going to happen to you? Because I know when I'm nominated for arts awards. The great thing is you find out like 72 hours before the whole thing's done. Oh, right. That's good. So, and also people aren't necessarily writing during an arts festival, you know, this person's going to be done to this. That's not really the way language works. Whereas with sports, like there are people who are paid money Mm. to just every morning wake up and theorize on what could happen. Oh, I know. (laughs) Like how, how do you respond to that? And what's your mentality going into the World Cup? And then thinking about this as possibly your last World, mm. World Cup. Like, what are you taking forward to that? Yeah, because apparently we're not going to win. Um, we're not even going to medal. And we're really crap. Well, so, you've done all that before, mate. Yeah, so it's like totally <laughs> fine. So I feel like the pressure's off because we're definitely going to be better than what we were at Commonwealth Games. Mm. Um, 
And going to World Cup, knowing it's not because it's definitely my last World Cup. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I'm not. There's no way I'm going to go for another four years. Just no. Um, but I, I remember seeing this World Cup as I've got so Laura Langman, Casey Corpua, and Maria Tusaia. So the four of us, those two have been there longer than I have, and then I've kind of come in a couple of years after them. Mm. So the four of us have been around a long time. All four of us went to World Youth Cup back in 2005 together and won there. Right. Um, and so it's a it's a time, and Casey was um, my bridesmaid as well, and I was her bridesmaid. So, you know, she's a really, really good friend of mine. Mm. The four of us are, are friends. We're close. And I feel like it's time for us to enjoy each other's company, enjoy um, and embrace how we've all played how we've played together this is will all be probably four of us probably all of our last world cup um so i feel like we i'm definitely going into it to enjoy time also with my friends that i have shared my whole career with right so that's how i'm looking at it um and then looking at it in that way and then going to enjoy myself and i don't care what anyone says like i'm winning the gold medal you know what i mean i've been there i've like com games was so bad that it's just like it, like it really just really hurt. That the only way to believe you can be successful is by saying you're going to be successful, saying you're going to win, and visualizing it. Because mm. if you haven't visualized it, you don't believe it. You're not going to do it. It's like learning learning to win. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you do with the trash when it comes at you? You know, like Commonwealth Games, or like you know. Even when you haven't even played the damn tournament and the trash is coming at you oh, on, yeah. on the social media or, mm. you know, talk back radio if you're old school. Like, what do, you, what do you do with that? Do you engage? Do you disengage? Do I, you... Yeah, I definitely avoid reading as much as possible. Like, just no good comes from reading mm. anything, even positive stuff, nothing. I don't think anything good comes from it. Right. Um, but you either have to use it as fire mm-hmm. Or you're going to have to take it on, and if it really hurts you, take it, let it go. Because if you hold on to it, then you perform terribly. Like, I've, in the past, I've had people say terrible things about me, and I've held on to it, tried too hard in a game, mm-hmm. and played terribly, and it's like, oh, so they were right. And you just get in this vicious right. cycle, right? You have to let it go, but it's so hard to. How'd you break it? Yeah, so that's talking about it, mm-hmm. and not letting it affect me, going into games and not giving a shit, going, yeah. I do not care. I'm just... Um, and also, I felt like this year, performing during the ANZ Premiership, going into selection for Ferns, mm. so this is really, so, but in warm-up, mm. before our last drill, I'd always go to the toilet, yeah. because I just needed time just to be like, I needed some, my nickname is Pole. Yeah. Yeah. So I needed some pole time. <laughs> so I'd go off, I'd run, I'd be in the bathroom and I'd be like, I'd be sitting there. Mm. And I'd like be deep breath and I'll and I'll think about so if I didn't it didn't matter if I didn't play badly because I have plans if I don't make teams or if mm. I play badly, I can do something else. It doesn't matter. Right. Like it like that's what I would every time that's what I would think. Yeah. So I'd go into a game going, Oh, if I played badly, it doesn't matter because I can do this. Yeah. I've got this plan if I don't make World Cup. And I would really in, thoroughly enjoy doing that if mm. I didn't make it. So I, that's why I keep telling myself. Yeah. And so I think, look, I think everyone finds a way to have toilet time. Yeah. 
yes. at some point. Good old toilet time. Toilet time's good. Toilet yeah. time before big performance. Yeah. I know a lot of performers, theatre, comedy, TV, mm. they need toilet time yeah. to focus. Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah, that could be the biggest tip we've got for the whole season. Toilet time, <laughs> New Zealand. Toilet time. So good though, toilet time. Toilet time. Where's all you by yourself and you can breathe, you can just like... Yeah, you don't want to breathe too much depending no, you on don't. how you no, toilet yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. During warm-up, you only have you only very limited time. <laughs> About to start the match. Where yeah, are the paper? Yeah, oh, yeah. This, Help me. <laughs> still going there. No. Seeing that you've got no paper, you're on the toilet, the game's about to start, you go, still not as bad as the Commonwealth games. No, no, exactly. <laughs> oh, but actually, yeah, but, well done, yeah. well done. That's, you nailed that. Oh, look, if trauma cannot give us perspective... I don't know what can, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> is it strange? Mm-hmm be 32 yep. and thinking about retirement from a career not from working but from the career you've known your whole life yes it's scary is it scary oh yeah totally yeah. I've never had a job other than netball I have a degree and I feel like um, so my brother he's he's a manager in his mm-hmm. role and sometimes I talk to him about some of the crap I have to deal with like not necessarily in the team but like um, I don't know like people you management or people mm. in the head office and all yeah. that kind of stuff and he's like that's exactly what I deal with daily right he's like you're it's fine you're just building yourself up for the outside athlete profession of mm. a normal job and I was like okay cool so he's like it's like what you're doing is what we all go through in a different way but it totally relates are there pathways for professional athletes who are long serving like you who can you know. um, yes and no. It just totally depends on what you want to do as well. But no, it's, it's very scary knowing that my retirement is soon. Um, I'm a, obviously a female and children are on the cards. Of course, and yeah. so do you do that straight away? You don't want to get too old. You know, the big, mm. how old do you have to be to have kids? And then, mm. you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a lot of pressure on when to retire. If I was a male, I wouldn't even be thinking about retiring from anybody right now. Because right. I wouldn't be needing to have children. Not right. I need to have it any time, but I no, would like no, no, no. to have kids, you know, soon. Yeah. But it'd be great if my husband could have just popped them out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I can think of someone your age in my life who feels the same way. Yeah. It's, it's a, big, a big thing for you is talking fear out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't... I feel like you can't hold it in because then it needs to go somewhere. Yeah. Is it? No, I think that's really wise. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> oh, thank you. Eating fried chicken in the shower? It's generational. To me, I often find people who talk about loyalty think about legacy. Mm. When you're done with like Silver Ferns, um, and then when you're done with the the Pulse, like what what do you? What's going to help your mental health in terms of the way people think of you? Yeah, definitely loyalty and known as um, a hard worker. Yeah. yeah. So I like knowing people knowing that I worked hard to get where I am. Like I didn't just get it on a platter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, loyalty, hard worker, and also I'm hoping that my experiences that I've been through, being dropped, been having hard times, and being able to come back up and be at the top of my game, hopefully can inspire, especially younger ones. Um, I feel like the younger generation need inspiration. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping that. You know, people who think they're having a hard time. Even like a couple of setbacks could be massive for some people. But if they've seen people like myself, mm. who are at the top of my game, get through it and carry on, um, 
then I'd be happy. Even if it's only a couple of people, that's better than nobody. You it's know, good. put your arm around someone and go, "Hey, I once cried on national yeah, and totally, international totally. television." Yeah, yeah, I cried, so you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll be okay. Yeah. And now I can never cry on TV again. Otherwise, you're known as the crier. Oh, you get one cry. You get. I reckon you get one cry. I mean, it's pretty good circumstances to cry though. Like yes, you've yeah. just like had a horrible defeat in a tournament, and someone's questioned your sporting and yes, professional integrity. I think you're allowed to like drop a couple of tears. Yeah, so I feel like I use my card well. Yeah, but it's done now. And they were definitely rage tears. Yeah, from were, what you tell me, very... it sounds like that reporter was lucky you cried. Yes, because otherwise we'd be having this conversation in the shower in jail. Yes, well, this is, yeah, potentially because I don't think my family are massive fans of that reporter. <laughs> I don't, so I don't mind her. She's just doing her job, but they're just like, I cannot believe. What can you say? My dad, yeah. someone made me cry. He's not happy. Oh yeah, no, not no. happy. Oh no, man. Are you? No. Are you the eldest? No, I'm the youngest, which oh, is worse. Oh, it's worse for the dad. Yeah. It's so like, he's oh, not no, he made the baby cry. Yeah, he's not happy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Do, you, do you, can I ask with, like, um, family and that, do you have to chat to them about when horrible stuff's coming? Like, not just in the news, but social media, I know, with mm. fans. Do you, like, do you ever chat to them about, like, that kind of stuff? And Yeah, all the time. So the people I always talk to is my husband and my brother and my sister. Um, yeah. We chat a lot. Do they chat to you? Like, you know, when your dad sees that and the boom, boom, you're like, no, no, no. He's like, no, I'm going to write in and tell them, like, no, dad, no. I'm lucky my dad is quite a bit, quite old. Yeah. So um, he still uh, would send a letter in the post. So you know what I mean? So it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be so good. He has no idea what a computer is. Like, he knows what it is, but there's no way he can send an email. He still, like, writes checks for his bills. Like, how great is that? That's awesome. Yeah. I love the idea of that Please. reporter having the joy because getting a handwritten letter I is actually know, quite a joyful I thing. Know, eh? Yeah, it's like, oh, wrote me a handwritten letter and then the way you talk to yeah, my yeah. daughter. And because he was a builder, it would all be <laughs> cap locks too. So he's shouting at her. He is definitely shouting. Uh, we do this at the end of, of every podcast. I always ask people: Is there anything else you'd like to share in the shower? I know. I feel like I've covered quite a lot. You have. It's been like, so great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Probably. Not a lot. I've really talked about how I feel like talking is key and not really taking anything too too seriously. Man, that's great advice. Yeah. Um, Katrina Rod, thank you so much for making time out of what I now understand is a very busy schedule. Yeah. Uh, to come and eat some hangover chicken with us. I was, I was just pumped about the chicken. And you're right, winning awards and whatnot, I had to hang out. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come up to a game at Liverpool, man. And oh, I'll, cool. I will be there with some fried chicken. Uh, after the match so win or lose like, we're eating uh, fried chicken yeah we'll eat some fried chicken cool. chill cool man thanks a lot man cool thank you Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower was produced by Charlie Bleakley and presented by me James Nokise. the engineer is Blair Stagpool the executive producers are Justin Gregory and Tim Watkin subscribe to our podcast however you just found this podcast or if you're listening on the radio, go to RNZ's podcast page and look for the chicken. And when you're rating us, only give us five stars. Remember, more stars, more chicken. If you want to share your safe space or comfort food, tweet me at James Nokise. If you need support, text 1737. Or for more resources on mental health, check the fried chicken webpage on the RNZ website. Faftailava Matewa. Here 
RNZ, we want to continue to deliver independent, high-quality content for all New Zealanders, and we're keen to hear from you. So we've set up a new research community called Your Media Matters. It's a place where you can share your views about programme or content ideas, podcasts and topical issues. We'd love you to join. To sign up, head to rnz.co.nz slash yourmediamatters. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.